it's been another week and I can't believe how fast it's gone. Um, and you're listening to 103.1 FM. Uh, and this is Porter County Buzz. We uh, oh, were sponsored by the Independent Order of Oddfellows, which is in the Chamber Building, downtown Valparaiso. So we wouldn't be here without them. So we, we thank them. And uh, you're listening. I'm the co- uh, I, well, I shouldn't say co-host. I'll say host because my co-host is still in Florida. And that would be Andy Bozak. And um, this is Greg Sims. And we are unbelievable. Well, we, I, me, we, Andy is missing an awesome person here. Uh, Amy Blaker. And uh, I am not even going to attempt to give your resume because it's incredibly long and, and incredibly impressive. But uh, welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So tell the listeners uh, who you are and... Well, yeah, we'll get a little, yeah, let's go from there. Um, I would start by just saying I'm a very region proud person. I love living in Northwest Indiana. Um, I grew up in the Hessville neighborhood of Hammond. I went to Morton High School. I went to Purdue. Um, I now spend a lot of my time in Northwest Indiana trying to give back as much as I can and make it a great place to live because I love it here. And when I went away to Purdue, people said, she's from the region. And yeah. Like, what is that? You know, like, and they said it like it was a bad thing, you know? Yeah. And so I, I feel like it's my life mission to make it a fabulous place to live so that when people say the region. And it's funny you said that because when I was down in the state house, the exact same, I was region rat and this and that. And, and you're exactly right. I felt the same way. Yes. And, uh, and sometimes... I would get, you know, like, okay, you, you get into some negative, and, and I know you're Lake County, yes. but being Porter County, sometimes you maybe separate that just a tiny bit, or I would, but either way, we're all tied together, and it's a wonderful area. It is. Northwest Indiana yeah. is big. It's broad. You know, it's yeah. not just, I, you know, I always do tell people <laughs> I'm from Lake County because I know sometimes people are like, Lake County, but <laughs> I am proud to be from Lake County. I'm proud to be, from, you know, from Hammond. I live in Winfield now. And, you know, I'm in Porter County through um, volunteering with United Way through Porter County. I've worked in Porter County, so I feel like Porter County, Lake County, they're getting closer and closer, right? We're all oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, it, it's, we're fusing together. Sure. And and a lot of the, uh, well, and, and I was at um, the uh, county fair, and there's a lot of people that come from Lake County and the fair, just like when the Lake County Fair happens in a couple weeks, whatever that is. A lot of Porter County, you know, go out there to Crown Point and have some fun yes. and see some entertainment. And uh, so it's cool. But you had a uh, you had a former boss who is retired from politics. But uh, who was that guy? Uh, I used to work for <laughs> Congressman Visklowski. I was a federal yeah. caseworker in his office. Uh, I can truly say one of the best jobs I've ever had. I loved it because um, it was really about helping people. Um, I worked, like I said, as a caseworker, so I helped people with federal agencies um, Mm -hmm. like the IRS and Social Security, um, which can sometimes feel very overwhelming for a person to deal with when you have a problem. You're already stressed out because you've got an issue and you really aren't getting through to the agencies. So we were kind of the go-between. So here, let's let's go back to that a little bit. It, It seems like a lot of people don't realize the scope and the help of a congressman when you've got it. People, they, they try to do it themselves and and they should realize that, well, you call the congressman, that's part of their job. And then someone like yourself in the office takes that role and, and their information and becomes the liaison to get things done. And uh, it goes quicker when you've got some help. 
It does. And a lot of people don't know that's probably a congressperson's most important job, mm -hmm. right? That, you know, helping their constituents inside the district. Absolutely. And not that we have something slight in common. When I was in college, I interned for a congressman in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. And it was Gerald D. Kletchka. He always went that way. And actually him and Pete knew each other. And, uh, but I, I remember I was, you know, answering the phones one day and a woman in Milwaukee mm -hmm. was complaining about a crack in her sidewalk. <laughs> and she was adamant and she was an older lady. And, and it's like, okay, that's not the congressman's role, but will help and i ended up calling the city council and we got the right district and she got her cement fixed or her yes. crack and fixed. i understand that because that's yeah. what we would do as well when you're calling yeah. you know you you don't want someone to just say it's not my problem and hang up the phone you know <laughs> we, we didn't do that you know we really directed yeah. people make sure not to say it was always a positive outcome <laughs> but you, you know you got an answer now here's another thing too that the listeners probably don't know or some of them may flags yes you can you can get a and what I found is the cheapest flags are right from our either congressmen or senators. So have you had that where people have called and want yes. a flag? They want it flown over the Capitol and then, mm -hmm. you know, it comes in a nice box with a um, sort of a declaration of the day yeah. that it's been flown and in whose honor. And so, yeah, that's always a nice gift to give to somebody. Oh, graduations, yeah. weddings, birthday parties. Yes, you can call and do that. You can set up tours. You can do all kinds of fun stuff with it. You know, don't be intimidated by your government. They're there for you. Now, what was the coolest thing that you did? Like, uh, do you remember uh, somebody had a problem and you, you, you didn't think you can help, but you did? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> or does something stand out where like, okay, that was really cool and it was an awesome day and, you know. I would think any time that you were able to give someone resolution, um, something from as small as um, postal issues, because we would have issues about mm -hmm. where somebody's mailbox was placed, maybe in a rural area or, oh. you know, and, and it seems like a small thing, but you know, you know how problems are. It's small to me, but it's a big deal to you. Every day um, I look forward to going to my mailbox yeah. and if my mail's not there, <laughs> right. what you know, the issues heck? Issues like that, issues like helping people to um, get their... Uh, VA benefits, those mm -hmm. are really big deals. And then that's what we did in the office there. And and I did love working there. Now, how did you get that job? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I did not. Um, I was working for the Indiana Democratic State Party just prior to working for Congressman Visclosky. Mm -hmm. I was working on the coordinated campaign for Senator Joe Donnelly okay, and yeah. John Gregg in 2012, mm -hmm. which is when I spent a lot of time in Porter County because mm -hmm. I was covering the first congressional district. Oh, okay. Um, and I was working very closely with the congressman's office, and I was lucky enough to be offered a job after it because, of course, I left what my mother would probably call a secure job. I was an office manager at Menards for, you know, 10 plus years mm -hmm. and um, making very good money. And that's something that a lot of people don't, you know, realize. And re yeah. there are great retail opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I left that to work for the state party and it was a temporary job and my I just bought a house and, <laughs> and you know I could see the worry in my mom's eyes like this is just a temporary job what yeah. are you going to do after that and, you know and I, I always have faith in myself I yeah. you know I will find something that that works for me and I did and I, I worked at the congressman's um, office for about five years after that but you must have been good at what you're doing for them to offer you the position uh, uh, and and you course, can you can course. pat your back. Well, because that's important. Because uh, it, what we, what I've always told a lot of people is, you never know who's watching, mm -hmm. 
and and you do a good you're a good person you you you're you know personable uh you've got some knowledge behind it you know you got a little bit of a resume behind you and all of a sudden you you strike up a conversation or you you just do you the job and next thing you know someone goes I want a person like that working for me. Or if we have an opening, that's the type of person. And all of a sudden you become that person where they, you know, and, and I think that sometimes goes underrated. Um, I was at a, uh, I was in New York city a few weeks back and one of my, um, my, this is my cousin in Long Island and her husband is in a, he works for, he's a guitar repairman, which is kind of interesting, but he's also in a band and they're a cover band for Journey and, uh, and they're pretty good. But I asked him, I said, let me ask you, I said, what happens when there's all of a sudden only 20 people in the crowd? You know, you're paid to be at a place and for some reason only 20, he goes, it's no different, he said, because one of those 20 could be somebody that wants you to do a gig or they know somebody who said, oh my God, I saw this band and they were awesome. He said, so you're always on your game no matter what. And I believe in the power of networking. Yeah. That's, um, I think, how I, I mean, that is, I feel like that's how I <laughs> secured a couple of positions, but I believe in the power of networking and connecting other people. And I'm, I'm grateful for all the people that I met when I worked at the state party, coming into Porter and LaPorte counties, um, mm -hmm. it serves me well in my new position now. Um, I believe in networking, helping people with um, other agencies because I do a lot of volunteer work. I am a member of a volunteer organization, the Munster Junior Women's Club. What do they do? We are a 501c3. We help raise money for area um, charities and we volunteer in the community when we're needed. So it sounds like it's women empowering, Absolutely. well, okay. And, and, and having the resources, knowing what resources exist in Northwest Indiana, how many times someone has reached out to me and said, hey, how do I get Meals on Wheels? Um, because I'm also a board member uh, for Meals on Wheels <laughs> in Northwest Indiana. So, I mean, I am happy. That's when I'm happiest, when I'm connecting people together. Um, so I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've had, but I'm a huge um, cheerleader for just networking in general. And, you know, people say, you're everywhere. I know you're going to say that to me. <laughs> and she is everywhere. Every I, I, I can't, you are. It's amazing. I, well, I, I'm, first off, I'm a people person, so mm -hmm. I'm best when I'm out with people. And I yeah. just, I believe in the power of networking and, and bringing people together. So are you ever, you're never in a hurry to leave somewhere if you're having a conversation, it sounds like. No, yeah, I would talk all day. See that? You're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's so important. It, it's, I know I've been places where people start looking at their watch and I'm like, sometimes it goes, okay, if you need to go, then just go, you know, but that if you don't have somewhere to be and you're enjoying your environment and you're enjoying the con the power of a conversation to me is is priceless you know a good conversation yeah. not you know the weather or a sports team or whatever it's yeah, just you know tell me about yourself exactly something interesting and i think yeah. after coming out of um the pandemic and what we mm -hmm. learned from covid is that you know we do need people and it was hard being isolated and um, so I'm taking advantage of every opportunity. <laughs> and she is everybody. Oh my gosh. I, I you must be an avid golfer. Cause I have, are, are you good at golf? I'm getting better. Okay. When you're out there that, that often you, you know, you pick up tips along the way. So okay, I've so, taken lessons over okay. at, um, Creekside. So. Okay. So I was going to ask that. I'm yeah. like, okay, you, you go to a golf outing and you're, you're not very good at first. Yeah. And then you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go to more of these. So I better 
do something to so not very embarrassed or I'm not the weak link on the on the group. Oh, I'm probably and, still the weak link. Oh. <laughs> That's okay because you know most people are just out there have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but that is impressive. So you're you're helping yourself. You know I'm gonna get better at golf because I'm gonna be in these golf outings, and I just wanna I wanna do better. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I so never played sports in high school, so really, yeah. And I think that that helped me because a lot of people who well, this is according to my instructor, a lot of people want to hold the club like a baseball bat. Yeah, and I don't have that frame of reference at all. So, <laughs> but, so you're good to teach. Um, one other. Well, what did you do in high school? Did you you had to been part of clubs, or you were the president of the student whole body? A bunch of clubs. You don't want me to list them off, like. <laughs> well, but you see, but the question or the thing is, you can be successful in high school without being an athlete. Sure. Yes. I, well, I mean, I did some cheerleading. I was in debate. Well, that's athletic. Well, you know. Ish. Yeah, I don't know how athletic I was, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're staying busy, and now I run, so I've got that. But that's oh, not, wow. that doesn't require any skill. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other for a really <laughs> long time. But I do run now. I started running uh, in 2015. I decided I wanted to be a runner. Okay, so what? All right, you woke up one day. Yes. And you said, I'm going to buy some good shoes or I'm going to run. And then you realized my feet hurt. I'm going to I'm gonna get into this and spend some money. Yes. Yeah, so that is what I did. I got a pair of running shoes. I joined a running club and I started oh. running. Oh, my God. You do marathons? Uh, half marathons is as far as I'll go. I'm only half crazy. You, you have no aspiration to someday hit that, I'm, you know, okay, I'm going to do it once just to say I did it. I probably will. I started training for one a few years ago, and I got up to 18 miles in my training. And I was, and it does. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of determination. People who do that, you know, it's got to be a priority. And at the mm -hmm. time, I just had some other things um, that were going on, and I couldn't make that the number one priority. And maybe one day I'll just wake up and just run one. I think I could just... But if you did 18 miles yes. training, don't people say that if, if you actually went to the marathon because of the adrenaline and the atmosphere oh, yeah. that you could easily pound out? Well, yes. you know. <laughs> okay. Easily. <laughs> We're I have a feeling you can do it. I, I am. Yes. Yeah, maybe one day I will. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe for like a milestone birthday or something, I'll go out there. and. But um, I like a half marathon. It's just challenging enough. And then you can still get up and walk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you do your half marathons? Like Indy, Chicago? Yep. I've done Indy. I've done them in Chicago. I've gone out to D.C. and done one oh. out in D.C. Oh, that must be cool. Yes, it was. Um, I've done one in Louisville. Oh, that was fun huh. too. So yeah, I'm. I love to travel for a race. That's fun. So do you? Are like Hawaii or uh, oh, somewhere else? New York. You know, I would love to go to Acadia. Acadia does a half marathon there, and I think it would be beautiful to see and run through. So it could be a vacation and, you know, that yeah, kind of a thing. most people consider a vacation, running 13 <laughs> miles. <laughs> well, but that's just, what, a couple hours-ish? Uh, a little less than two, yeah. Okay. See, and then the rest of the time you go hiking or uh, hiking <laughs> or eating or golfing or <laughs> splashing in a water somewhere. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, so what else do you do? You, you, you're, you're becoming an avid golfer, an avid runner. Um, like I said, I serve on the board for Meals on Wheels of Northwest Indiana, and uh, that is a true passion of mine, bringing nutrition and a wellness check to seniors in the area, and again, to go back to COVID, how very important it is to have that. Um, 
there are a lot of um, seniors that we deliver to that we're the only people that they see that day. So we're giving them that wellness check. We're mm-hmm. looking them in the eyes. We're bringing them a nutritious meal. And it's it's such a big deal to me. And I, I love giving that independence to seniors. I love serving on the board. I love mm-hmm. what Meals on Wheels stands for. So I'm excited to be a part of that board. I currently serve as the vice president on the board. Oh, so you, do you aspire to be the president someday and then? Uh, possibly. Okay. <laughs> Are, are we there, have a great president now. So okay. He's doing the oh, it's not like you want to knock somebody out, but but you know, people it, at yeah. some point, like with anything, people get tired and they step away, and and new people come up, and because um, I know in some organizations I'm in, it's like the vice president. No, it, you know, the the thing is, you're the president, and then when you step down or move, the vice president kind of elevates up, and it's like a progress. Yes. You know, moving the chairs, so to speak. Yeah. And so that's, but you always, I know when I was always the, I, I always, you know, you, you set a tone and, and you've got your goals mm-hmm. and you achieve them and you're like, okay, I hope whoever comes up behind me is going to do, keep it going, plus perhaps move forward, you know? Yes. And I'm happy to serve in whatever role they need me in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, again, going back to networking, one of the things I've loved about being a part of Meals on Wheels is the people that I've brought into Meals on Wheels. And I have many people who now serve on committees or serve on the board. That's cool. Um, and, you know, of course, meaningful to me to have their help and expertise, yeah. especially in different areas like finance and development. You know, there's Northwest Indiana has some brilliant people. So oh, yeah. I enjoy bringing them into the fold. <laughs> How'd you get here, Amy? How'd you get here, Amy? Amy, Amy? That's cool. No, but it's inspiring because you have, I will call it a magic touch where you, others want to be with you and they want to share your vision. Well, you've got to have a vision and then you have to get other people to buy into that vision. And not only do they buy into it, but they act it and they want to yeah, they want to help you out. So that's cool. And they're good people who wanted to help anyway. Mm-hmm. I want to say that sometimes it seems intimidating to serve on a board or to do these things. I know when I was younger, it seemed out of reach. Um, like I said, I came from a retail environment. And the reason that I left there, the reason that I took a non-permanent job, <laughs> yeah. or job a job with yeah. a, time, a very timeline of election day, yeah. um, was because it wasn't fulfilling me. I, I was working, but I had nothing else to give back. I had, you know, it just wasn't a fulfilling position for me. You could allow me to save big money. <laughs> and I did for years and years and years. And I love yeah. the people that I work with. I worked yeah. in Hammond for uh-huh. well over 10 years and it was a great experience, but it just didn't, because you do work a lot, it just didn't afford me the opportunity to do other things that I wanted to do and give back in ways that I just couldn't do with that type of a job schedule. So you're telling people that sometimes making a difference, even though the money may not be there, is maybe sometimes more important as a human being and a person than, you know, just going for the big bucks or go for the big bucks knowing that sometime you're going to wake up and go, I want to. Yeah. Personally, for me, that it made a big difference. It was more important than yeah necessarily the paycheck see and that's where you know like some people that go into teaching and stuff it's the same kind of a thing is they want to they want to make a difference but they know the money may not be there but you know you make some adjustments or you know you you got your eyes wide open and and you can you can do it yeah you're doing something that's changing people's lives right yeah you know as much as i'm sure i help someone find the right you know bolt for whatever project they were working on or whatever it just wasn't it, it didn't allow me an opportunity to get back and so as yeah. soon as I left there, I did make that a focus. Um, in fact, that's when I joined Meals on Wheels years ago as a committee member. Oh. And so I sort of dipped my toe in because, like I said, it, for some reason, it can seem intimidating to be on boards. And it's not. 
And yeah. um, I'm ha- I also serve on the Hobart Humane Society board. Okay, what does that do? Uh, you know, we help educate the um, community about um, spay neuter, about um, caring for animals, and we help uh, homeless animals find good homes. Oh, so so do you do you ever how, or how do you not go there, see these puppies or dogs, and then want to take them all home? It's so hard. <laughs> It's, it is difficult, you know, but it's about placing the right pet in the right home. Okay. So I can't take them all home. Now, do you, do you have pets? <laughs> I do. Uh, I had a, I did have a dog who passed away this year, uh, mm. and I miss him dearly. Um, but sometimes I would feel guilty when I wasn't at home. Yeah. And I also have cats. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, cats, can you can probably... They're... You can leave them a little, a little bit longer, right? So yeah. that I guess Although that's a better word. They missed yeah. me more when I would be gone than the dog would. The dog would be like, "All right, you're home," <laughs> but the cat would be like right next to me. Oh know? my god! So, okay. So yeah, I am an animal lover, and um, I love being on that board because, like I said, it helps it helps homeless pets, and you know, we're also educating the community, um, getting spay neuter under control, those types mm-hmm. of things helping with low-cost spay-neuter, low-cost vaccinations. So a little shout-out for the Hobart Humane Society if you no, need yeah, assistance with yeah. low-cost spay-neuter or vaccine to give them a call. Okay, so when you say, like, okay, so if I want to go get a pet and I go to the, the Humane Society there in Hobart, how much money should I be prepared to spend? It depends. I, puppies and kittens are always a little bit more expensive. Really? Um, they're easier to adopt out, oh. right? And they've got to go through all those shots and all oh, that. Oh, okay. You know, so they, you know, they have to be spayed and neutered. So um, you're talking, and depending, because we run specials sometimes mm-hmm. um, when uh, certain organizations sponsor, so we can adopt them at no charge. Oh, wow. Um, but, okay. But, you know, you're talking maybe 80 to 80 for a, we'll say, a, mature animal <laughs> okay to uh almost 300 dollars if you're doing a puppy or kitten and and to be fair like you don't want to take a puppy or kitten home if you mm-hmm. can't make that investment right because right that's a commitment uh, be expensive right well but it's still cheaper than if i went to some other place and got it from you know whatever yeah. and buy so um the other part about that is when I'm sure there's support for the, you know, they tell you how to take care of it or they give you some yes. tips and all that stuff. Yes, we help keep the pet in, in the home with you. So if mm-hmm. you, you um, have a hardship, you know, we try to work with you. Okay, what is there like a, okay, I would like a German Shepherd puppy. Can I be put on a wait list and if they, if they come in, they can call me? Does it work like that or no? Um, I don't know if it quite works like that. Okay. <laughs> because whether they're a German Shepherd or a mixed breed, mm-hmm. they... They all need love and they all have love to give. So, yeah, they're not, we're not specific about that. Can I just go and just look at some animals? Is sure, that you can a- go walk the dogs <laughs> and, and play with the kittens. And yeah, absolutely. They're always looking for volunteers to help with that. Okay, so there's another part. So if I would like to give back and it's not, because maybe I'm not a people person. <laughs> I'm just speaking for someone else out there, not me. And, uh, but so going to the Humane Society and just volunteering their time, I can feed the animals uh, maybe take mm-hmm. care of the cages walk the dog yeah. walk the drop off a donation and that donation could be gently used blankets and towels um cash donations food litter they they always need something so toys perhaps absolutely okay yeah. well that wow that's awesome and the location of this is on one th- uh, you you say <laughs> 130 you know, okay that's what i thought yeah okay, okay. 
I just didn't want to be wrong because I, yes. I know when we. I don't want to be wrong either. <laughs> when I come out of Wheeler and head towards Holbert yes. area, you know, you pass it yes. by. It's on the right hand side. Yeah. The north and, side. And um, I rely on Google heavily to get where I'm going. So. <laughs> yeah. What did we do before Google? What did you do? How did you get around? It was impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. I got in a conversation with someone the other day. They're they're tied to their Google. I'm like, you know, we have things called maps, and they're on this piece of paper, and you can ask. And they go, Yeah, no, I don't know yeah. which way is north. Google okay. Tell, well, I do know my directions, but Google <laughs> tells me which way to turn, and I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's kind of funny. So okay, you're involved in Meals on Wheels, and you you work for former Congressman Viskoski, and you are. Uh, a soon-to-be avid golfer slash runner and um, Humane Society. What else does Amy Blaker do? Oh, um, well, I'm also on the Notre Dame Credit Union Advisory Board. What does that do? So Notre Dame Credit Union, we think of Notre Dame, we think of South Bend, right? Mm -hmm. Well, um, they recently opened up a branch in Whiting. Oh. So I help advocate for the credit union and support okay. them and um, help them find good charitable organizations to get back their their time and donations too. Oh, so, okay. Um, so if, great role. okay. So if there's a group out there that is looking for some charitable contribution, how do they? Is there an application? Do they call? Is it a website? It's all networking, right? You <laughs> call and you know talk about it. You know whether the the missions align because that's always really important oh, okay. when you're giving back. You want to give back to something that where your missions align. So, um, you know, but just basically advocating and help. You know, helping people know that this credit union exists and what um, they can provide for the community so besides whiting it, where's the nearest i've never even didn't even know they had well, a credit east then that's this is the only northwest indiana one right now is in whiting so they, they're in south bend mishawaka they're anything east. about porter county maybe not yet no but, you know stay tuned but maybe if we have an advocate that you know lives in the area <laughs> and is familiar with the area and SPIA Advisory Board. I Speed Advisory? SPIA. SPIA. School oh, okay. of Public and Environmental Affairs. And I um, am a graduate. My master's degree is from there, from IUN. And um, after I graduated, I joined that advisory board. So wait a second. You're telling me that you are a Purdue slash IU? <laughs> yes. Isn't there a conflict there? There's not because I will use whatever. <laughs> if someone's talking all Boilermaker, I'm like, yeah, go Purdue. And then if I'm in front of people who are IU, I'm like, yeah, go Hoosiers. Like, <laughs> and they're like, no wait a second game. here. How does that work? <laughs> I will flip-flop. I will flip-flop to wherever I am. Well, it's, it's always one of those funny things because they're both great schools yes. and, and great programs and stuff. So, yeah, there's, you know, it's almost like when, when people say, you, if you like the Cubs, you got to hate the Sox. And it's like, it's all baseball. Well, that yeah. is true. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. That is true. Now, wait a second. I'm thinking Northside. I'm thinking Cubs out of you. Cubs, Cubs okay. Too. All right. That's why there was a there's a Wrigley Field sign in our little studio here. And uh, yeah, you, 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 yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I enjoy being on that board as well. So we help craft um, what the program is. Mm -hmm. um, it's come it's come a long way. They've um, changed their format. When I went to get my master's, it was a four-year program, which I think is really hard. And oh, wow. I was doing that when I was working for the congressman. Okay. So you have a lot of returning students coming back for their master's, right? Yeah. And, and that's hard to do four years. And I'm telling you, I, I thought, gosh, four years. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to say is that the time passes anyway, right? So you might yeah. as well do what you want to do because four years is going to go by and I'm either going to have that master's degree or I'm not. So. And that's a great point about almost anything, yes. whether it be schooling 
training or something or, or getting a better skill for advancing in a job or just just a skill like, hey, I want to be a woodworker. Yeah. Okay, it takes it's some time. never too late. Right? Yeah. If you want to do something, do it. Go for it. So I, um, halfway through when I was going for my master's, they changed the program and they reduced it down to two years, which is great. So plug for IUN SPIA, <laughs> um, you can get your degree in two years, uh, which in, I finished at three because I was already in the middle. And gotcha. So, and they helped it was out. A, a great program. Um, excellent professors from the area around here. Um, See, and I think that that goes unnoticed sometimes you know they think it's more of an extension school so the professors are learning i remember years ago they had a program and they probably still do where it was about business and they had the stock you know ticker going across mm -hmm. in this room and people were you know they get like not fake money but they were able to trade with like ghost money so to speak but it was you can see the results like dang i just lost 50 bucks i lost a thousand dollars you know or i just gained and and so you're, you're playing with fake money, but when you get into it, you really kind of, I don't know, you, you yep. get absorbed. Rest assured, it's a real university. Yeah. <laughs> the classes were, you know, um, yeah. like I said, taught by people with real world experience, mm -hmm. a lot of expertise in that program. Um, a lot of great people I met through that program that I still am friends with today. So Part of the networking, yes, again. Right. So right. wait, you can go to school and network at the same time? Absolutely. <laughs> it's almost like, wait, there's more. <laughs> and speaking of more, you're listening to 103.1 FM. Uh, this is Porter County Buzz, and I am Greg Sims, and our well, and Andy Bozak is missing. He's, he's not MIA, but he's in Florida somewhere, probably sitting on a beach. And, uh, and but Amy Blaker extraordinaire um, and, and you've been listening to her wonderful story her experience background knowledge holy crap okay so now I'm gonna who is the coolest person that you met in your travel because you've been you go to awesome fundraisers you've been you know part of the congressman's office so you're probably in some areas where there's some big-time people you are just a, a socialite around. So you might have, you know, there might have been an actor or an actress or when you go to some of these awesome plays and maybe somebody like a Hugh Jackman might have come out from the audience and wouldn't said, Amy, nice? welcome. <laughs> yes, wouldn't that be nice? Well, I did get to meet President Obama, so that was really? pretty cool. Okay, where did you meet him and what was the circumstances? How long, what did you talk about? Okay, so I was a part of the Indiana Democratic Emerging Leaders Program. Of course you were. <laughs> and in that program, um, like the power of networking and the power of Facebook, I was in a Facebook group and somebody said there is a there is an anonymous donor okay. who would like to send some women under 40 to the Democratic Women's, um, the DNC Women's Leadership Forum. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. So I said, hey, I'd like to go. And they yeah. said, oh, we're sorry. We're already full. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was like, oh. That's okay. I tried. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And then the next day they said, you know what? She'll send one more person. You can go. Wow. Yes. It was pretty amazing. And then this wonderful woman um, also gave a... Wait, let's back up a second. Okay. So you've got this opportunity. Yes. You're you're in Northwest Indiana. Yes. So now you had to get on a plane and go to DC. Yes. Okay. So here's your ticket. Yes. Here's your itinerary. Pack a bag. Okay. Here's your itinerary of a bunch of, you know, um, A-list political people who are speaking at this event. Wow. Right? And so, yes, about a week before I was ready to get on the plane, we got noticed that um, this wonderful woman had donated a large sum of money so that we could have our pictures taken with the president. 
So did you know the president was going to be there when you said, I'd like to be a part of this? Um, no. Okay. So this is like a cool extra wow. Yes. Okay. So we get to the event and, um, you know, it's very, you're lined up and the secret service comes in and the dogs sniff you and it's, yeah. you know, very humbling. <laughs> So you go behind the curtain to take And you're hoping the that day. there's no, I didn't, oh my God, there, I'm going to be the one that the dog is going to bark for and yes. it's going to be embarrassing. Okay. Yes, they're going to ask you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we go behind the curtain to take the picture and, you know, it's pretty fast, right? Yeah. There's other people and you're not, you know, really sure. And so I stand next to the president and I don't know what to do. And he's really tall. Yeah, he is yeah. very tall. I don't know what to do with my arm. And for some reason, <laughs> I thought it would, I mean, a good idea to put it around his waist like we're taking prom pictures oh. <laughs> and it's so fast i didn't want to move it yeah. i didn't know what to do so i just left it there so. yeah and Nobody what did he smacked my hand or anything like that did he react stuff. like no oh, here you go no, just a cool cucumber just took the picture and that's awesome did did you exchange any words uh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, see, I always, I, I, and again, you're, there, there's you're in such awe of being in front yes. of the president, right? Like, absolutely. You know, like it just feels like, don't say anything. Don't draw any attention to yourself. Just take the picture. And I feel that's the same way about any president. I mean, anyone in that yes. league, I mean, they're so, you think about it, that's such an extraordinary position to be in. And it's like, wow, how do you not marvel? Um, the only experience I had similar to that, and it's going to sound weird and it's not bragging, but I just, I met Princess Diana. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, I was in, I, I studied in England wow. and I was walking down the street in a town called Leicester, right in the middle of the country, the Midlands, they called it, just south of Nottingham Forest, which is a whole other story. But uh, I'm walking down the street and I see all this commotion at this train station. And... I mean, you're curious, I walked over there and there was a whole bunch of young girls standing in line, like one of those little, like uh, a rope things like you go at the, mm -hmm. the movies and stuff. And I just asked the girl, I go, what's going on? Well, they're, they expanded the uh, train station and they're gonna have a ribbon cutting. And in England it's tradition for someone from the royal family to do the cutting of the ribbon. Sure. Yeah. And I go, well, who's coming? And they have no idea because it's, you don't know. It could be the king, the queen, the princess, whatever. So nobody told me to move and I'm just standing there and all of a sudden these three Rolls Royces pull up and I'm just going, huh, okay. And again, no one's telling me to get out of there. So all of a sudden there's Princess Diana. Wow. And all I can tell you is she was stunning and I was just like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm, I'm like within 10 feet of her, right? And she, I can't tell you what she said because I was just... Exactly. Just so in awe. Just, yeah. You know, you just want to get out of there without making a fool out of yourself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. So she's she said her words and it was really quick and she they had these big scissors and they cut the ribbon. And then the next part was even crazier. She went like there must have been 20 girls standing in line. She went to the far girl and I realized then they had flowers in their hands. So she greeted them. They handed her a flower and then she had they, there was a guy. Uh, I guess her secret service, um, collecting the flowers. Okay. So she's coming down this line and I'm still standing there and no one's telling me to get out. And I look at this young girl, I go, what do I do? She goes, mister, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm handing the princess a flower. And I'm like, okay. So here she comes, here she comes, here she comes. Finally, she's in front of me and I'm like, hello. <laughs> and, and she goes, you're an American. I said, yeah. She goes, well, what are you doing in, in Leicester? I said, well, I'm studying at the university. Are you enjoying it? I go, it's awesome. She goes, well, I'm glad you're here. And she held out her hand and I shook her hand. 
holy crap. <laughs> now the crazy thing was, and then next thing you know, she was gone and yes, they whisked off. very fast, right? Yes. yes. I'm at the university later that night and we had, um, in, in every, oh, it's kind of weird, but it's London, or England, I should say. They had, every dormitory had its a bar. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting in the bar at the end and I'm telling these people, I'm like, you're not gonna believe it, man. And, and they're calling me a liar and you're stupid American and blah, yeah, there's no way. All of a sudden it came up on the news. And I'm like, validation there. Yeah. And they're just like, how does that happen? Where we live here and we never even see her or anyone from the royal family. How did you? And I said, that's cool. It was just a weird, I was in the right place at the right time. And I reacted, you know, I mean, I could have walked right by, but I walked over there. And so part, I think part of life is doing that too, is recognizing a situation or, or not being afraid to just, Sure. Hey, how's it going? And I totally agree because even when I saw the posting about the woman who was sending people, yeah. the post was several days old. And so oh. I assumed that, but I thought, well, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Absolutely. If, if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? Yeah. So, well, I'll try. And then I had that amazing experience. And, and actually I recently um, met the woman who, who, the, the anonymous donor? Yes. How did, okay, how did that happen? Through the world, through the world <laughs> I work in, through the world of politics, I was at an event that she, I did end up finding out her name, and okay. I was at an event that she was at, and um, I and the reason that I found out her name, I wanted to send a thank you card after the oh, experience. Oh, okay. It was just, it was so unbelievable what she did for yes. this group of women, and um, I'll probably never be able to do something at that scale for somebody yeah. else, but yeah. I'm gonna try. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I sent a thank you note, and then I was at an event that she was at in Indianapolis, and because she was from the Indianapolis area, and um, I was just uh, elated to thank her person. Now, what was her reaction? Uh, she was just a cool cucumber, right? Like she just, she was just like, you're welcome. You know, like it was nothing to her. You know? oh. but, and I'm sure it, it you know, it was, but yes. she is uh, probably a low key person. Okay. So more of a humble, like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't want that spotlight. I'm okay yeah. to sit in the background, mm -hmm. but I'm very happy to help people. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of those people out there. And, but again, you might, how many people were there? In your group, like oh, that in went. In my group, there were like six. Okay, so of the six, you might have been the only one that that went so far to reach out and thank her. Well, I hope all of us did. Yeah, because yeah. It, it was, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable that somebody would do that. So that is cool. But there, like you said, there's a lot of opportunities out there, and you just got to recognize and act on it. And you're right. If yes. you're no worse off if they never respond back, and right. you never yeah. know. Um, that is so when cool. You see the chances you have to, you know, you have to take them, right? Absolutely. So, what other cool things happened to you because of a an email or a a conversation? You go, okay, well, what the heck? And well, you know, it's sort of the right right time, right place type of thing, yeah. right? So, I currently am a client manager for Lock Mueller Group. Which okay, so what does a client manager for Lock Lock Mueller, 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 Lock Mueller Group? <laughs> Um, uh, we are a uh, civil engineering firm okay. and we work with cities and counties and we help to reinvent their uh, vision of infrastructure from bridges and roads, traffic plans, you know, downtown. So are you responsible for all these roundabouts in Northwest Indiana? Yeah. I, love 
I'm a fan of them too, by the way, but some people are uh, not so keen on them. Takes a little getting used to, but they're actually a great piece of infrastructure, lowers emissions, uh, keeps the flow of traffic going. You know, people say, oh, I'm going to get an accident one. Maybe, but it's going to be a less serious accident than you would have in an intersection, right? Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're they're great. I love them. Yeah, sometimes the construction can take a little bit longer it, than it we does. like. And I'm, not, I'm not allowed to not construction anymore now that I work for an engineering firm. I love construction. I'm never bothered when it makes me late. Oh, so what's the coolest project in that that you've been a part of? Well, like I said, I'm from Hammond. And mm-hmm. so we have a project in Hessville, which is where I grew up in Hammond on Kennedy Avenue. And we are doing a streetscape right now on Kennedy Avenue. So from 164th place down to 169th, we are creating... Um, through the mayor's vision, a downtown that is more walkable, right? People want to be able to walk and get an ice cream cone or, okay. um, you know, bicycle mm-hmm. in a safe environment. So widening the streets. And, you know, we've done this for lots of other communities as well. We are a uh, Midwest-based firm, so mm-hmm. we work in Indiana, Illinois, Missouri. Wow. So do you get to travel to all these places too? I'm mainly in Indiana. Mainly I serve the Northern Indiana. um, Oh, okay. Like your territory. Yes. My territory is down to Tippecanoe and east to Fort Wayne. Okay. So when you're widening these, widening these roads in, in Hammond there, I mean, we're talking four feet, eight feet, 10 feet. We're not widening the road. We're widening the sidewalk because the pedestrian is okay. right? We're we're, um, doing what's called a road diet, right? So we're making the road and don't, I mean, I just, I am not an engineer, (laughs) (laughs) but but I can throw some of the lingo out there. So we're doing a road diet, which makes the road, you know, um, feel, when you feel like you're squeezed in, you drive slower, right? When you have big lanes, you are like cruising, Okay. Speaking of construction, whenever the road is done and it's nice and black topped, yeah. and you know you're cruising down that, you don't even realize how fast you're going. But a road diet uh, slows traffic, so it makes it safer for pedestrians. Okay, so it's just a perception. Yes. And then you're also giving people an opportunity. So are, are they encouraged to ride bicycles on sidewalks? Because I know see yeah. some cities. Yeah. It's, um, well, it's share the road too there. So gotcha. There's not, a, there's not a designated bike lane in that on that stretch. Okay. See, and you know what's weird is I got into a recent um, discussion with a police officer. I, I'd given a bicycle to a, a, a lady in town who had some balance issues and she needed a three-wheeler. And she was on the sidewalk and she got yelled at, get off the sidewalk, which I thought was very rare. But then when I, the officer wasn't too happy with me when I said, if this person was younger, like a little kid, would you be mad at them riding on bike on this? And they go, absolutely not. I said, well, then what's the difference? And I, I you know, cause can't say who it is and you know, but they, they were stumped and I said, well, I said, do you see the, the quandary there? And I said, I just hope that somewhere down the road we're able to address that to where people can, can be safe, safe yeah. and, and it's not a, let the young ones get away with it, but the older ones, we're gonna zap them, you know? Yeah. Because but everyone that, wants to use the streets and sidewalks safe. Everyone wants to be exact. The safety yeah. is the key. So I'm excited to see the completion of the project, which probably um, won't be until 2023. So they're going to be ribbon cutting. Yeah, of course. And you're going to be right there. I hope so. <laughs> You'll have your little hard hat or whatever they do, yes, right? Absolutely. Um, hard hat and the big scissors. There you go. I'm just excited because that's where I grew up. Right. Yeah. I grew up going to the Kennedy Theater right there and those types of things. So so that was very very exciting for me. 
Um, but that's the kind of work that we do, and I am the liaison between the client and our company. And so, and I enjoy that very much. Um, I, like I said, I enjoy networking and I enjoy helping people. And while you might not traditionally think of infrastructure in neighborhoods as helping people, but when you can't get around, yes, that's a big problem, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm enjoying it. So now, how do you deal with some people that say this is a waste of money and why are we doing this? Do you run? Is that part of uh, your your job to to kind of smooth out some possible negative feelings? It can be from time to time. People don't like change, right? And we see okay. that a lot. Like during the phase of a project, you know, there might be some grumbling, and then a year after the project is done, people are like, this is great. Is it the same people that you knew, like a year ago, you were grumbling about this, and no, now I'm you're actually... happy they're happy. But <laughs> you know, like we can all get bogged down in that negativity, and yeah. I just, I'm some of it you just have to, unfortunately, look the other way. Okay. You know? So you don't let some of the, the negative affect the... No, and I try to stay off of um, sort of those groups on social media that are like anything, whatever community it is, because Mm -hmm. you find out that those are just a lot of grumbling. And you only have so much capacity in a day. Yeah. You know, you can only read or look at so much stuff, and that's just not where I want my attention to go. More positive, keep yes. more positive or anything else. Yeah. Because I know dealing with with the council sometimes, well, well, matter of fact, there's a couple things right now that we're dealing with that there's some anger towards us and, and you know, or if we got a position about something and these daggers are flying and yes. and sometimes it gets, it, it, it wears you down a little bit. But like you said, you, there's so many other good things out there or good, there's people that are supporting things, but you just don't know they're there yet, you know? And uh, so that's cool. So what other, are there some projects right there you're excited about? Like you're in the stages of we're, we're going to widen more road, not widen more roads, more opportunity for people or some bridge somewhere or something that's. Uh, yes, we've got projects all over Northwest Indiana, okay. from, you know, Mishawaka down to Tippecanoe County where we're working on two bridges down there. So we're just, oh. you know, we're all over the place. And hopefully, um, like I said, we are making those communities very happy with the changes that they're that they're getting to make traffic flow. Whether that traffic okay. is, is whether you're bicycling, walking, driving, you know, it's safety first. So it, do you find that there's more of a, are people more health conscious? Like we want more walking paths or we want, or, or, or is it more road? Like we want more car opportunities or is it? I guess it depends who you talk to, right? But oh, okay. I think people are looking for communities that they can, um, walk out of their house and mm-hmm. walk down to the street with their kids to get an ice cream cone yeah. or grab lunch or, you know, when you think of downtown Valpo, right? Like that's a yeah. very walkable area. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You've got the big sidewalks and mm-hmm. you've got the slower traffic. Um, and that's the kind of stuff people are looking for, right? Okay. I want to move to a community where I can walk, where I can right. bicycle somewhere, you know, less dependency on just getting in your car and, and, having to drive miles. getting exercise are you kidding i thought we were moving towards the wally approach where you just sit in a powered chair and just zip all on or or with our amazon where i don't want to go out and walk through a store i just want to hit a button and have it delivered i was shocked the other day i ordered something from walmart walmart and amazon were the same price and i clicked in it and somebody delivered it from walmart delivered it four hours later i'm like how 
is this possible? It's funny how things are going back. Like you used to have your bread and your milk and your ice delivered. Yes, you know? And yeah. then we went away from that. We were like, oh, wait a second. Ice delivered? Well, you're not that old. Well, I am not. <laughs> my, my grandmother used to say the ice box all the time. Absolutely. In the refrigerator. And it, so, you still call it an ice box? I mean, from time to time because she always it's in the ice box. Absolutely. And I never questioned when I was younger why she called it that, but... But yes, we, we have cool. things delivered all the time, right? Yes. Things yes. And, and then we went away from that, and now we're going back to it. And you can have what you can have anything delivered, right? Yes, I, I, you're right. I, I don't. Yeah, I'd be even cars. I'm like Carvana and these other places. How did like really? Yes. This is what we're becoming. But uh, it's interesting that that you said that, especially about the ice and the coal. I remember the the, the coal drivers would come by years ago, and then uh, yeah, the milkman the. Absolutely. And a lot of those trucks didn't, it's kind of funny when you see some of them in, in like uh, car shows and stuff, a lot of them didn't even have seats because that driver was yeah. constantly jumping in and out. There's, why sit down? Yeah, it, everything old is new again, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. That is so cool. So where where are you going next or what do you have any aspirations to, you know? I am very, I'm very happy um, in my position. Okay. I'm very happy with the things that I do in Northwest Indiana and the, um, organizations I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. Like I said, um, I look forward to continuing helping Meals on Wheels, so we'll see where that goes next. Um, but, I mean, I can say, um, after I left the congressman's office, I worked at a couple of different places. I wasn't quite sure mm -hmm. what I was going to do next, uh, what that meant. I had just um, graduated with my master's degree. What was I going to do next? And again, the power of networking. I ran yeah. into a friend who said, oh, we've got a great opportunity for you at Lockmuller. And I said, oh, I don't know. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, because they weren't, they weren't out here yet. And oh, okay. So, they were expanding. Yes. And so I thought, oh, let me know, you know, yeah. and, and within a couple of weeks, you know, I made another change and, um, very happy, very filled, very glad to see, um, our projects come to fruition and how happy, and it does, it, it makes communities very happy when they're able to do those ribbon cuttings and open up a new road or mm -hmm. um, fix a bridge that was in disrepair, or you know, whatever the case may be. So how long have you been at Lockmuller? Uh, since January of 2020, okay. which is a, a great time to start a new job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gee, you what know, was going on in January of 2020? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was interesting. So I still kind of think of myself as new. Okay. Okay. Um, because I feel like we, we lost a little bit of time in 2020, but we're making up for it. Right? So now here's the next question. You love your job and you love the opportunity you've gotten, but was your previous, if you didn't have your previous experiences, do you think you'd be sitting in that position today? No. Okay, so that's another thing that we want people to understand that you're along the way you're building like a, I don't know almost like steps, a build steps almost, right? yeah there and, you go and you're growing with with every yeah. new opportunity right every yeah. opportunity that I had um, gave me a bigger network you know obviously working for the congressman it was Lake Porter and and Laporte County mm -hmm. I worked for Habitat for Humanity for a time of course doing, you did doing <laughs> development for them in, in Northwest Indiana yeah um, and then I came out to the university I worked for Valparaiso University. Um, and so back in Porter County again, yeah. right? So, I mean, all of those opportunities, um, it widened my network, mm -hmm. uh, gave me more opportunities um, to give back, more opportunities to yeah. get involved in other things. I am a member of the United Way, which 
I was a member of the Porter County United Way prior to them merging. Okay, yeah, so, with Lake County, yes. right, yeah. So I am part of Women United, and so I've done some uh, volunteer work out here in Porter County, okay. um, as well as in Lake County through through the United Way. Okay, so now mom's still with us? Yes. Okay, yes. do you ever go, yeah, mom, you see, you were nervous when I left Menards, and now look at me. Oh, I never miss an opportunity to tell my mom <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> I think it's natural to have that worry. Like, are you making the, you know, absolutely you the right choice? Um, but no, I'd say she's pretty proud and happy that, that I am where I am. So, and she, to be fair, she never misses an opportunity to tell me she yeah. told me so. So probably if we retold the story, um, she would say, I told you you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that being too, I imagine in that position, if you had a little falter, you had mom and, and sure, family yes, to, to yes. kind of help. And, so and that helps a little bit. Right. It's important to yeah. lean on people and it's important yeah. to know when to say, Hey, I need help or right. I'm not sure about this. And again, right. building that network gives you a lot of people to bounce ideas off of yeah. and get feedback. <laughs> you know, I'm a better person because of the people that I surround myself with. Right. Like people who give me good advice. Um, couldn't, I mean, couldn't ask for a better group of friends than I have. That's awesome. But again, you put yourself in a situation to get those friends, you know, that they didn't just, they weren't finding you. You kind of found each other. You have to put yourself out there, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a way to grow, whether that's through giving back or through your career, it's a way to grow. And like I said, I'm a huge advocate for networking, for getting out there, Mm -hmm. for sticking your hand out and introducing yourself to people. You never know what that next opportunity, and it doesn't always have to be career related because although I love my job, some of the networking that I've done that's led me to um, philanthropic organizations Mm -hmm. is is very meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm also very grateful to work for a company that, it places a level of importance on that, you know, mm-hmm. like giving back to the community. So, so when are we going to see you at the Memorial Opera House on stage oh. singing oh, uh, something? You, no, you don't want to hear me sing. I could stop the water <laughs> in the shower. I've been kicked out of places for singing. You don't want to hear me oh, sing. Oh, you're not a karaoke person, are you? I am. I am. But, <laughs> but everyone has to kind of put their fingers in their ears. When I do it. <laughs> I was somewhere last Friday night and they had a karaoke machine and two people got up there and I'm like, okay, now I know that I'm not the worst singer. <laughs> See, you know, I make other people look good when I'm I'm like, you are welcome. <laughs> so now is there any secret thing? Like, are you a magician? Are you a, uh, a card shark? Or what is this? I'm a an s- avid reader. Okay. What is a... I read uh, probably about a, a book a week. I oh, my say. God. You're one of those? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm yes. lucky to get through it every three, four months, maybe. Well, <laughs> the Kindle has made it easy because if you're waiting somewhere, I have it on my phone. I mean, I'll read a page or two somewhere. It doesn't bother me to do that. And I tend to prefer reading nonfiction. Okay. But I'll read fiction from time to time. So, so what would be a... A typical nonfiction, what, uh, uh, environment thing, uh, a story about somebody? I like history, so I'll read okay. a lot of history. Right now, this is going to sound incredibly boring, but I'm reading a book about the history of the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I know Didn't even I know that's a thing. waited all this time to let you know what a nerd I am. <laughs> it's an interesting story. <laughs> but I prefer nonfiction, and I prefer nonfiction that's sort of, I don't want to say, um, I guess sort of, they would stick it in the self-help mm-hmm. 
like sort of like, you know, what you can do to, to be a happier, better, healthier, more productive person, right? Like I like reading. Like that's like, possible <laughs> for you. Oh my God. You'd be the one writing the book. So I, one of my favorite <laughs> books that I recommend it all the time is 4,000 Weeks. Okay. And that is about the average life expectancy of a person. That's interesting. Yeah. So from, from birth to death, you got about 4,000 weeks. Exactly. Okay. That's kind of interesting because I get in those conversations about how much life do you have left yes. you know like um and i've done that as i'm getting older and i've gone to some funerals and stuff you you start looking and you're going okay how much what am i going to do with the time i've got mm -hmm. and you figure if the if the average life expectancy is for a guy i think it's like 78 79 so you go okay that gives me you know 15 years what am i going to do in those 15 years and so every day becomes Important, I guess yes. not that the other ones weren't important, yes. but it helps you say no to things like it helps you determine like what's worth your time and what's, you know, that's another interesting thing. It's, it was, a you know, say I've got a self a, a, a business on the side and there's some times where I wasn't saying no because you think I need this. I yes. need this. And then it got to a point where I'm like, no, people are taking advantage. Mm -hmm. And I'm going the first time I said no, I'm like. Wow, that actually felt pretty good. Yeah, you have this much time and you know, exactly. you have to decide what's worth the yes and what's worth the no. And sometimes people have a hard time making a decision because of that. And the book kind of talks about that because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else, right? And that makes yeah. it hard to do. No, that's so we'd rather be in the limbo of not making yeah. a decision. And so it's helped me you know, sometimes you have to say no. I, I do a lot and I'm busy and I, I like being busy. Mm -hmm. I prefer it that way. I choose the things that I say yes to, yeah. but I also wholeheartedly choose the things I say no to as well. So or this isn't the right time. Yeah. It's called 4,000 weekends. 4,000 weeks. Weeks. 4,000 weeks. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure people can pick it up in a library yes. or somewhere else. Yes. I'm a big fan of the library. So go to your local library. That's okay. where I get, I would say 90% of my books. Oh, and they come on Kindle too. They do. It's yeah. wonderful. You can just download it right and read it right away. You don't have to wait. And do you have to return that in two weeks? Like, uh, yes, you oh, do. you do. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. How do you return an online thing? Oh, believe me, they take it back. Oh. I'm in the middle of a book where I'm like, Hey, wait. And that's how I learned the heart. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> yes. If somebody else is waiting on it, they'll immediately take it. Oh. If they're not, um, they'll send you a renewal and you have to renew it. Okay. So when that happened to you and you lost your book, did you eventually get the book back or did you say, oh, I'm done with it anyway? No, no, I did get it back. And the beautiful thing about the Kindle is it, it was right where I left off. No way. Yes. It knew your account. Yes. It knew you had it. Yes. That's crazy. This technology we're living. I'm telling you. The Jetsons or whatever you want to call it. Holy cow. But uh, wow. Well, we have literally a minute and a half. Well, less than a minute left. What is there something that you want to tell the listeners, uh, inspire, whatever, just all you. Yeah, I would just encourage people to get out there. Um, I would say my younger self had less confidence than my older self has. Um, and confidence is, is like any other muscle. You have to flex it. You have to practice it to, to get it. Um, so like I said, huge proponent of getting out there and networking, um, being a part of your community, giving back. Don't be afraid mm -hmm. to say, Hey, I want to help. You know, there are so many people that can give back in so many different unique ways. And don't be afraid to get involved. Don't be afraid to stick your hand out and introduce yourself to somebody. Um, ask somebody to coffee and say, how can I get involved with this? Or a tea. Or, or tea. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, um, you know, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there.
You know, yeah. I, I, like I said, the, the pandemic has taught us a lot about um, taking advantage of opportunities. I personally, I feel that way that, you know, I want to be out there doing as much as I can. And that, that's cool. And inspiring others in the process. That's, and yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, that's Amy Blaker, um, and you've been listening to Porter County Buzz. Uh, I'm the one of the well, I'm the host today, Greg Sims. Uh, Andy Bozak is still on vacation. He'll be with us next week. Um, but and, and we thank the Independent Order of Odd Fellows for without them we wouldn't be on. So we appreciate that. But uh, and Amy, I know when when Adam here, uh, Adam, see there I am. We <laughs> talked about this earlier. When Andy comes back, he's gonna wanna. I'm sure there's a lot of questions that he'll have for you or comments or inspiring awe from you, oh, you know, <laughs> so we'll, we'll bring, oh, he, that's great. But uh, anyways, thank you. thank you so much for listening to me Babylon for a while. <laughs> oh, it's all good stuff. It's all good. But thank you again for being here and we appreciate everybody listening and we will see you again next week. Have a good one. Take care. Good night.